everyone, welcome to our weekly podcast, Keep It Real, with parents with stories that are funny, inspiring, and creating an impact on the way we raise our kids today. Our guest for today is Pallavi Swati, the founder of Cuckoo. Hi, Pallavi. Hi. Okay. And of course, she's built a very, very strong brand, and we're going to chat with her on how she's built a successful um, and a very distinct brand. So, Pallavi, walk us through uh, a little bit about yourself and how you went on to build Cuckoo, and of course, we will get into uh, more about it as we move on. Okay. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, so... My background actually is not in fashion. Okay. Um, I, You're an entrepreneur by chance. By chance. And I, th- I think by becoming a mom. Yeah. And filling a gap <laughs> that you think that, that there is. Um, but that's so important because I think it's so important for a founder to go through, um, you know, through that problem. Yeah. Because then the gap is... Solving a problem that's yeah. actually there. Actually there. So, so I actually worked abroad in New York, in Geneva, and in uh, London, and things came back. Doing what? Um, I worked in various fields, from system dynamics to uh, fidelity. I was doing business analysis for front-end systems, for broker systems. Kind of did a lot of different things. Um, also did a little stint in art advisory. My dad oh, is a collector of art, my grandma paints. Um, came back to India once I got married and decided I didn't want to go down the Fidelity route, especially also Fidelity didn't have an office in Bombay at that point and I didn't want to move to Bangalore. Had two kids and uh, when I had my daughter uh, and she was three months old, um, I realized that I was shopping constantly abroad for clothes and I couldn't understand that we live in India and there were no brands that offered us cotton mm. for clothes, yeah. children's clothing and cotton. Um, and there were no gaps in H&M and Zara's at that point. This was in 2011 and 2012. Yeah. So I was looking to do something. And um, I have always loved designing. It's been one of those things that I've just, I think with the background of art and I think that in my family, I put together a small collection of 400 pieces and it was uh, received really well. And then from there, I think every collection, I then got into design one for my first collection after that. And then since then, every design one, I've actually participated and it's just kind of grown from there. Were you scared when you put that first on the pieces? No, I actually love. (laughs) Were you scared to fail? Let me ask, let me ask you the question which every entrepreneur dreads, right? Were you scared to fail? No, actually no. Because I had nothing to lose. Correct. I think, you know, I think I all of us who are entrepreneurs by chance, yeah. we've actually not had, and no. also, we were so much earlier on in yeah. the space and so much younger that the fear of failure That's didn't so exist. True. I think when you're so young, you're a new mom, you have nothing to lose. You're anyways kind of going crazy, <laughs> raising two kids <laughs> and like, you know, you're dying to get out of the house. Because yeah. to me, I think the hardest part was was doing something. I, yeah, I had to do something. And I think yeah. it's one of those things, it's, it's that journey you take and yeah. you, I think I think being a mum really helps because you're yeah. used to dealing with stress, right. change, multitasking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like, attributes, right? Many, many features. Yeah, I think all mums, that's why there's so many mum entrepreneurs even yeah. now in India. Correct. And in the kids' space, you see in all kinds of areas from food to yeah. shoes to course clothing we started in 2012 and there was not that much there was like absolutely no choice right from figuring out places or brands or any of that to 2018 Mm -hmm. when we're actually facing the paradox of choice right where there is actually so much of it Mm -hmm. 
So how has Google seen that journey and um, you know, how's your how's how's things changed in in the baby care market? Yeah, so um, I think having competition is a good thing. Um, and it helps me refocus on where I want to take the brand and the belief on what I started, which was that cotton and quality fit is something we believe in, is something that I still believe in. Right. Uh, and I don't see anyone else really doing that in the space. You know, there may be really party by brands yeah. or there may be brands who are um, looking at a price point. Yeah. But for us, it's, of course, affordable kids wear is one of my uh, requirements when I do create my collections but it is always goes back to quality and comfort yeah and the fabric right for us the comfort of the fabric and the quality of that you know it should be you, you should be able to give it down to another generation or two it's not something that falls apart like even H&M sadly yeah. falls yeah. apart but that's that's, that's that's their, that's their brand. That's their, their brand. brand. But for us in Coco, it the competition coming in is a good thing because it made us realize more and more that there are still enough mums who are looking and believe the same way that I did as a mum. Right. Which is that cotton is something that is really not done enough of in our country and it is very hot. I yeah, mean, it, it is. Very it is. I think that, that kind of makes you stand apart, right? From, yeah. From a lot of that exists. And also another thing is children have become so fussy. Yeah that when they you know not wearing like we started an Indian collection for that reason because a lot of our clients say our children refuse to wear Indian yeah and uh, so we came up with the collection last year and it has done really well for that reason because we've again gone back to comfortable cottons right. so we do chandeli cottons or for right. boys we're doing shirting fabrics right we don't put gotas and stuff yeah. so we do very soft stuff that you know the children would actually want to wear and keep right. on how do you stay connected with a consumer to oh my god I have to get this lots of feedback so I have lots of friends who are um, very helpful um, between both my son and daughter's classes from school they've switched schools so from old school new school classes so there I have like I think at least about 15 or 20 kids that every collection every piece we take a long time building yeah. collections for that reason we, I actually get feedback from the kids. Yeah. They're my number one uh, source of yeah. critique. critique. They're the yeah. critiques for me. Because it really works. And even now, I look, look at a teen collection. Mm-hmm. And we're doing the same thing. Is I'm actually, a teen collection. I'm a teen collection. As my kids, like, my son's yeah. 10. So I have to. My nephew's 13 and he's complaining because he doesn't have enough to buy. We do father shirts, which yeah. they wear. Yeah. But I do take feedback constantly back from the kids. Right, that's interesting. Yeah. Didn't you also build a brand that survived? Because otherwise a lot of moms mm-hmm. start out mm-hmm. and then somewhere the momentum goes away or they're just sick of the offline, online and you're constantly building the brand. So what we, do you think is yeah. made Cuckoo survive the game? So we've gone through ups and downs, for sure. Um, and the interesting thing is the digital space and the entire e-commerce kind of boom that happened. I think when we launched in 2012, yeah. there was no Amazon, if I remember. Yeah, there was in 2014, yeah. maybe, or 15, that too. Yeah. And we actually started with Amazon in 2015, one of the first few kids' brands. Okay. Um, but very quickly, we realized that that's not the space for us because with the heavy discounting and, you know, the quick kind of, you've got to create collections every few weeks. You know, I wasn't being true then to the quality angle of yeah. what my brand, the, 
what my brand is about, you know. So yeah. I realized that, you know, it's, it's good to have these partners, but not at the cost of what I believe in for Cuckoo. Right. So we, we re-evaluated things. And then we, we always did trunk shows around the country, which yeah. we pick very carefully. We don't do too many. Uh, we try to look at good partners who believe also that, uh, believe in our brand and also that will bring in clientele who will appreciate that. Right. Because everybody has to appreciate the simplicity of a cuckoo outfit. Yeah. It's actually, it's, it's more less is more rather right. than, uh, you know, have a lot of stuff on it. Because right. again, going back to fabric and comfort. Right. But what were the essentials or what, what would I say, like key ingredients by a recipe of a great brand that has survived? Because there's so many brands really, by the way, that it's hard. Yeah. It's actually That's a good question. Them. I mean, um, I think being true to really what you believe the reason why I started is still the reason why I do it today. Mm-hmm. So, do you feel like you compromised on scale? No, I don't because I'm trying to be more niche now. Good. So, what's um, do you think that now's the time that the consumer is so overexposed that they are actually focusing more on niches and mm-hmm. people are okay to pay for that niche? I think so, but of course, the kids' space will always be price sensitive. Yeah, because. Even when I create my collections, I'm always aware of the fact that as a mom, you're always thinking that your child's going to outgrow Outro, something. Absolutely. So we keep that in mind as well. So, you know, that is always a challenge when building a collection. We're trying to get the best fabric and the best finish, but we're also trying to keep it affordable. So, yes, niche. Um, you can stay niche and you can still stay. You can. I mean, I think you can also still yeah. get the scale in niche. Yeah. Maybe not the scale of an Amazon. Yeah. But we've launched our own website yeah. as well. We've now opened our own store. Right. Uh, at Nariman Point, so it's more like a design studio. But finally, yeah. we have a space where people can at least come in, like some, like yeah. half of this, where yeah. at least people can come in and shop. Right. Because still in India, people in Bombay, especially people want to come and touch and feel. There is that entire market yeah. that says I don't shop online right. like our parents for example yeah. and they still gift a lot right you know so we're trying to reach people through different channels now yeah I mean, I'm sure there are also many other brands which are you know offering cotton mm-hmm. softer fabrics mm-hmm. etc yeah uh, how do you see um, yourself breaking that clutter with us um, it's a combination it's the combination of also trendy clothes mm-hmm. um, because kids are extremely aware of fashion um, so for a child it's, it's it's being trendy it's the fabric being of kind of utmost uh, softness and quality and the fits being very comfortable so it's yeah. it's it's and for the parents it's at least it's also continue to have an affordable price right so it's, it's the combination of the four actually yeah and how do you manage to, um, you know, not create mini means uh, in a way that, you know, because there's so many trends, but some trends don't really look very great on kids, but there's always a yeah. temptation. So how do you, how do you kind of resist the temptation of doing like... Because I do it age-wise, actually. Yeah. So we have zero to two, we have two to eight, and we have currently eight to 12, which we're now expanding to eight to 14. So we look at those collections differently. Okay. So we don't, so I, even if it's a same it's not like fabric, one product fixed No, 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 absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because it can't. I see it, that teens now start at 8 actually. They don't start at 10 yeah. or 11. Yeah. At 8 they start thinking. And it's interesting from 8 to kind of 10 they're 
little like mini teens and yeah. 10 onwards they want to dress like you as your mom yeah and that age has changed a lot right i mean also with with you know um with all that you do how do you manage the kids and yourself and like what's your key to productivity um get into work early and you know kind of have focused time at work you know kind of have a space you can go to wherever it might be but have a space you can go to where it's outside of the house where you don't have to yeah you know listen to your cook or like you know what I mean like hundred other things at the same time because yeah. then at least when you're back I'm not saying I'm perfect when I'm back my kids yeah. constantly complain and say okay 7 o'clock mom no yeah. more phone calls but of yeah. course at 7.15 there will be some call that comes in but as much as possible I try then to live out at least you know so yeah you have to go away from home I think working from home is the challenge so if you have a space yeah, I, I, I might be I've been home for a very long time and so I did I and I thought, uh, unless you're extremely disciplined, which I was, yes, uh, it's was really nice. hard. Very it's hard. really hard uh, because it's all about discipline if you're working from home. That yeah. you just have to, no matter what. We actually, for a year, we started cuckoo for my house. And okay. I hired a girl, an accountant. It was just her and me for the whole year. And we worked for my dining table. Wow. And, but it was very difficult because yeah. at that point, of course, my daughter was at home because I started cuckoo when she was only three months old. Wow. So she was still at home. So naturally, that's why I was home. Yeah. At the same time, but if I look back, of course that worked then. But as your business grows, it doesn't work. Yeah. So how did so how did the dining? So what happened next? The dining table. Quite curious. So the dining table then moved into my mom had a room in her <laughs> in her office. No, in oh, her, her office. office. That she said, "Why don't you guys uh, come there?" Yeah. And then she and that I, happened in year two. In year. Two, I think, yeah, year two. Yeah. And then I encroached into a small little other room where I had another guy because that's when Amazon and all of that had started. Yeah. So it was, we had to hire Stop somebody else. Yes. I mean, to hire somebody else. Right. I used my father-in-law's, actually my husband's grandfather, so great-grandfather to my kids. He has a home in Nana Chok. Oh. So he has a lot of space. So that became my warehouse. <laughs> Because he's, it's one of those old houses, he's alone. So that was my warehouse. So we started like that. And of course, we didn't want to invest in renting right. or anything till right. we didn't have the money. So we worked like that till actually August of 2018. Wow. So August 1st is when I have finally moved into my own space. Congratulations. So that's, like a I'm, big step. Were you scared about that big step? No, I was so ready and I was going nuts because I, in my room I had racks with samples. Yeah. And as my collections grew and Indian and Western, there were people like coming, still people come and buy from that place. Yeah. They used to literally be crossing over me and <laughs> pulling stuff out and stock is in Nana Chalk and some yeah. stock is here. So it was mad. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, was there uh, ever a point that happened um, that I just don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. I mean, yeah, there are a couple of days, especially when I was claustrophobic <laughs> in my office with <laughs> five clients. Yeah, there was a time where I felt that even in that small space, I couldn't yeah. be creative and think. Yeah. But then what I did was I went somewhere else. Yeah. I went to the club or I went <laughs> somewhere else and I did it. But yes, of course, you have those days. And what, what, what helps you pick up yourself and say, dude, I'm going to do this? That I want to work. I mean, the alternative is 
not great where I don't definitely don't want to be sitting at home and I've started something from scratch and I yeah. really feel that I've got to give it my all you know yeah true um, now we're going to play a fun one word game and you've got to got to tell me very quickly if, um, <laughs> if, if you got to really answer um, in, in a word but yeah. you're a guest women who are actually looking at postponing uh, having a baby because they want to build their career or that business or whatever is that that's, the right time i don't know i mean that's uh, because there are many women who start so you business you have you actually built this your older one's a son my older one's a son and he was 3 and you and started with your daughter was just 3 months yeah and that idea came somewhere in the in between those two it, yeah i mean it came uh, yeah i think when he was born because i couldn't find clothes and i kept thinking about it but then when she was born i just felt this of, is it Yeah, that I can't believe I'm in such a big country. But like was India. was it like a was it like a decision that you'd you know that I'm going to start this? But oh, I'm having a second baby, and what do I do now? No, you don't think no, about I, it. I don't. I'm actually. I know so many people who are either looking at like postponing it or thinking, oh, I'm not going to have the second one because I. No, and I that. think that's maybe one of the things that I've always done is I've always done various things. Yeah, and I'm okay. Like, for some reason, if it. didn't work that to move on and i love change i actually am one of those people who love change i don't feel scared by it it actually inspires me a, to such a strong quality you know, i do i mean there's something that i just love about it i like the excitement of it and i maybe you know stupidly may go into something as possible yeah based on that but then uh, it's better i mean later <laughs> on yeah later on maybe get fearful but in the beginning i do love that so i i think as a mom i mean but you know everyone has a right time the circumstances and family has to support you yeah so you know i have we live alone like my husband and me but i have a very supportive husband which yeah. helps which you know a lot because he chips in and the, you know the husbands are going to love these podcasts <laughs> everyone <laughs> entrepreneur there is like you know i love how the husbands have come up to court and i thought like i was the a lucky indian man the modern indian man yeah. i thought i was like a lucky one but right. suddenly you don't feel so privileged anymore thank god for that right uh, yeah we, need, we definitely need more uh, women out there right yeah. okay let's get an answer in a word mm-hmm. is mom guilt real no Your response to women can't have it all. Time's ticking. Yes. Faster, faster. Yes, yes. Yes. As in, can't, can't have, have it all, all because you really want to have it all, and I have to re-answer the guilt question. Yeah. Actually, I'm sorry. You is, can go ahead. Is no guilt is very real. I mean, it's it's something that you bath, kind of have every single day, and yeah. the, like my husband won't feel the guilt, but he will travel or you know. But <laughs> my guilt is always real. <laughs> And it's there. I mean, all moms have it. We're not alone. You're not alone. Yeah. Everybody has it. Everybody we've spoken so far. Yeah, everybody no, says no, it's course. real. It's real. If you had more time, you would. Yes. If you had more time, you would do what? Or do what? Um, go lie on a beach. <laughs> okay. I wish people would not bring you down. Mm-hmm. Moms who think working moms are not good enough. Crazy! <laughs> What gives you sleepless nights? My kids just being unwell or yeah. Activities in school that involve parents. Actually, our school is quite good that way. It's not that not much. Uh, that's why she likes it. Yeah. So they don't much. want. They don't want you to be involved. I mean, we are involved, but it's an IB yeah, school, and they yeah. they believe in kids being independent and yeah. taking responsibility for their homework and all of it. Okay, great. Your mom inspiration. My mother. 
Do we have some guests on the show who will not say this? Yes, mother, but it's so true. It's always, I mean, is there anyone who said anything else? No, not yet. Yeah. I think we have someone who's going to like disagree to that. First of all, because it's true, and secondly, because your mom will probably kill you if she does it. <laughs> if she hears the podcast, and she'll be like, "That's it, not taking the grandkids anymore, not helping." Yeah, you. which is which is integral, right? Yeah. Because, because no, but you know, because who takes care of you at the end of it, yeah. right? When you're a mom entrepreneur, I think the hardest is that juggling. Yeah. And I actually I didn't think of that question correctly when you talk about the guilt, and yeah. it is that is that the only one who understands is your mom. Yeah. Like your husband will be saying, "Don't be crazy," like you know. Yeah. Whatever. You're nuts. Yeah, but my mum will understand, and she'll be there. Yeah. Because I'm sending someone to Dubai now for an exhibition, and she came sweetly and made him a list of medicines to be taken <laughs> because he's saying, "You do not your your design one, and he's there, so yeah. make sure he has crocin, comdiflav, sedzin." And she gave him a list, but you know she and she thought of that. Yeah. Which helps me walk wise as well. Yeah. Right? So in the sense that it's a real. But it's still it's still you. Um, it's still you all by yourself managing this big show. Yeah, yeah. She happens to work in the same building, so the okay. same building that I had that little room. Yeah. On the fourth floor, we've moved down now. So she pops in sometimes. That she is, popped in. Was today. there like a temptation? And yes, this works because like, it, it did. It it was the kids. Of course, don't make it. They they they're in school in BKC yeah. and yeah. we live in Bridge Candy. But the support system of having Thank her well, and a few more people helps a lot. Yeah. So one of our decisions when we made it, and plus everybody knew Cuckoo. Yeah. Was there? Yeah. At that space. So. Great. And and last closing thoughts on people who are listening on how to how to build and survive uh, survive the space because that's what that's what you really stood mm-hmm. for. I think find a product that is really required to be um, invented is not the right word but created yeah. I guess yeah so fill a gap that is there in the market don't just think that oh you know kids wear is doing well or shoes are selling well or you know like mom and co is making great snacks yeah. and therefore let's also start a company yeah. and also make sure it's your passion right yeah. because it's a tough journey yeah. and you have to really again believe in why you started it what your product's about yeah. and naturally do some market research right uh, now you know when we started there was no market research on kids now I'm sure you're assuming there's a hell of a lot there's lots um, so do your research right and uh, you know have a plan a bit of a plan because now I think there's so much competition right that you have to really go in with your eyes wide open right did you ever think um, that I'm I should get a partner on board it'll just be much easier you know actually I started with a friend okay for a few months unfortunately she had personal issues and she couldn't work with the startup so she yeah. had to quit and then uh, get a job herself um and i have struggled with that actually yeah uh, because you know the times where it's lonely at the top yeah. where you're like you know as an entrepreneur it's really difficult because you don't know which way to turn and you have no one else to help you but your employees and i had only one of course so <laughs> it is it's been one of those things but you know i feel, i always felt that i could build a team mm-hmm. and i felt a partner is a risky one because if you don't believe i mean unless i meet someone and we connect is different yeah i'm not met that person so yeah. i'm i'm open to it eventually but as of now i'm happy of building a team and doing this on my own right um but i'm sure both work there there yeah. pros and cons to having partners absolutely i know absolutely. i've heard it through a lot of people about yeah yeah Great, thank you so much for chatting with us. Thank you.